My name's Denny, um, and I love the theatre. My name's Claire, and I love theatre too. <laughs> and I'm Frank, and I also love the theatre. The show's called... What's it called? Western Geeks. Western Geeks. Well, you lot can call it what you want, but I'm going with three puppeteers. <laughs> <laughs> you are now listening to West End Geeks. Welcome to episode nine of West End Geeks, the pod where it happens. Um, so this week, who have we got sort of in the booth with us? That's you, Myself, Claire. Denny. <laughs> and me, Claire. Hello. And me, Frank. Um, it's a little bit different this week because Claire has decided to take herself into self-isolation at home. So she, there might be a little bit of a delay when she responds, so please forgive us for that. Um, but yeah, so this week we've decided to go and see the musical Prince of Egypt. Actually, not this week. You saw it a couple of weeks ago, actually. Um, but before you get into it, Danny, did you want to explain the rule of our podcast in terms of reviewing and what we do and why we do it? Yeah. So the first rule of West End Geeks is you don't talk about the show you've seen until you're on West End Geeks. And the second rule of West End Geeks is don't forget about the first one. Exactly. Um, so we saw Prince of Egypt and for anyone that hasn't seen it before it's based on the 1998 film which is an adaption of the biblical story of Moses and it follows the life of Moses from being a prince in Egypt to his ultimate destiny to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt so Denny first question what was your knowledge of the show beforehand my knowledge here we go um so I really was a fan so you mentioned the, the what year was the film 1998 yes yeah, so it was an animated film yeah so um i was a big fan of that um i remember seeing it at the time um i think around that time dreamworks just started releasing a few films and it was the first time i think really people sort of started competing with disney a little bit um but yeah i thought it was re- I, I was a massive fan of um the cartoon growing up um, and subsequently, when I heard Prince of Egypt was being released and it was going to be based on that, I was actually quite excited. Um, and uh, yeah, I won't give my opinion just yet. Claire, um, can you hear us from the comfort of your living room there? Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> what did you know about the Prince of Egypt <laughs> before you went to see it? Um, well, I knew the story of Moses because you obviously hear about, we learn about that at school. And then I knew I was a fan of the film growing up as well. And um, yeah, I love an animation. So I've pretty much watched them all. If I'm entirely honest, I I did not know anything about this show beforehand. No, you didn't know about Moses? No. Well, obviously I know about Moses. No, but I mean, did you know it was, uh, this was directly related to? I did. I knew nothing. The big M easy. No, I just thought it was like, I'll be honest, I thought it was a Disney Disney type thing initially so first of all that was wrong and um, yeah I had no knowledge of what the show was about at all um, so yeah going into it this was like literally my first interaction of it all um, okay just don't, did you have like any particular favourite songs from the show um, or from we, the film sorry so do you know what funnily enough I didn't remember the songs from the film I remember really liking the film I remember what it was about um, but I kind of when this came about, I mean, it was so long ago, I kind of started thinking, when I was trying to think back to the to the actual cartoon, that my actual knowledge of going to Saturday church school 
when I was little and knowing the story was merged with how I remembered the cartoon. Yeah. I remember liking it, but I didn't remember any of their songs. Prior to going to see this, I did um, I did uh, start listening to the soundtrack. Again, won't give my opinion just yet, but nothing stood out as being familiar either. So, which is odd. You believe? Yeah. Did you, were you a fan of the soundtrack from the original film? Me? Yeah, Claire. <laughs> Sorry. You sound miles away. Yeah, so... I know I feel miles away. Um, I think so, yeah, so you I are. knew the the um, so the only song that I remembered, which I'm surprised Denny doesn't, is the "When You Believe" song because that was sung by um, Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. So I do remember that, but I don't necessarily like. I know that song, and I didn't remember it specifically from that. Even when I think of the video and the cartoons played in the background of the video. I've seen that a million mm. times, but I still didn't automatically think Prince of Egypt. Associate it. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm, that's the only song that I knew from it um, before I was going in to see the musical. How did you find out about the musical, Claire? I, a poster in I f- London. I'm pretty sure I told you, didn't I? Because didn't I invite you then? <laughs> uninvite you. <laughs> No, okay. you did that for Hamilton. No, I'm pretty sure Hamilton. I, we went to Hamilton together, but I'm pretty sure this one as well. Yeah, but the, but the, but you gave away my ticket the first time that you went to see it. See, it's just an excuse so I could see it again. Don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I thought maybe it was you. It's, it's either you or a poster in London as to how I find out about my musicals. Denny's like my fountain of knowledge for what's going on. Yeah, you you um, allow me to geek out without embarrassment. Claire, I'll be entirely honest with you. Are you miles away from the microphone, or is it just me? I think it's just like I I can't be any closer to the microphone, oh, or okay. my lips would be touching it. Okay, no worries. Um, what did, what was your Sorry. level of ex- expectation before going into the musical? How excited were you on a scale of one to ten? I was really excited. What were you, ex- you what were you most excited about seeing? Um, like a really good animation come to life on stage. Okay, so it wasn't like really a case of you looking forward to any certain songs being performed or any certain scenes or any certain characters being brought to life? No. Okay. Just the <laughs> overall production. Simple as that really, Danny? <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, knowing Again, knowing the story, there were I was excited for certain scenes. Like I was excited to see how they were going to split the water, like, Split, make Moses split the water. I was excited how they were going to do the plagues. I was excited how they were going to do lots of things that I know from the biblical story as well and how that was going to translate to stage. Um, yeah, so I, I was quite excited. I'm not going to lie. Before I did watch it, I did start seeing a few reviews and stuff start trickling. So that kind of tape, tapered off my excitement a little bit. Um, won't give my opinion just yet. Um, okay, cool. So let's get on to the show itself. So, Danny, who did you go with just out on dressed? I went with um, this amazing friend of mine called Tyler. Okay, cool. So, your girlfriend. Um, In fact, you know what? I went with Tyler. She didn't even listen. Okay, cool. What no you, support. Wait a minute. What, your girlfriend doesn't listen to our show? What's the bloody point of doing this, honestly, if you can't get the support of our friends <laughs> and closest? Is, this is exactly what I mean. <laughs> okay, so you walked in. What was the first thing you were struck by? Um... The size of the stage. I hadn't been to it was the Dominion Theatre. Yeah, I hadn't been there before. 
it's in such an iconic location as well. It's right on the corner of um, Tottenham Court Road and Oxford Street. I've walked past there many times. Uh, we Will Rock You was there for a very yeah, long time. Yeah, I saw it there. Um, and it has such a like a, a grand entrance, but I'd never been to that particular theatre. Um, so the first thing that struck me was the size of the stage. I believe it might be the largest stage in theatre stage in London. Ooh, that I'll have to fact. fact check that. But um, I've got a feeling I've heard that after. Yeah, that sounds like a good fact. Claire, what was your first impressions walking into the theatre? <laughs> the same as Denny, the stage. Obviously, you didn't see anything else. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. My first impression came from like the opening scene. Talk, talk me through it. Like it. So the opening scene was the how Moses was. It was quite deep initially. It was the going around showing the the Pharaoh's um, men killing the firstborn Hebrew sons, and then you see Moses' mum put Moses in a basket. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I so that, that, that quite like impactful and a little bit shocking, but also um, impressive in the way that they showed how showed that scene, how they delivered it. I'll be entirely honest with you. I did not get any of that at all. I did. I didn't start understanding it until Moses was a grown man. See, this is one of the things why I often recommend people do a little bit of background before they watch a show. Yeah, no, I get that completely. Yeah. I get that completely because I just, seems like seems to be like quite a lot going on and stages, obviously. Um, it's not a traditional sort of flat stage. There seems to be like different ridges and different sort of sections. Yeah. Sections often mean certain things and a lot was going on and I just did not understand what was going on. Do you remember before when we, I think we were reviewing Anne Juliet and I mentioned about sometimes other stuff going on on the stage is part of the story and yeah. you and I think that this show was a good example of it where you do benefit from actually not just looking at the main person, but you actually look. So that was what I kind of what I meant by when I was looking around, there wasn't much else going on. It was just on the main characters. But on this, I think this was a good example of where you looked around the stage and you got other elements of the story and something was happening on the right, something was happening on the scenes. left. Yeah, yeah. What did we think of the first song of it all? What was the first song? I'm so annoyed with myself because I feel like that's one of the quiz questions later on. Um, Deliver us. Yeah. Oh. So can I, can in, I advance, in advance, you get a point for that. It wasn't a question, Claire, <laughs> but Denny's getting a point for that, by the way. But can I go to... in? Yeah. All right. That was my favourite song. I thought they, I thought that, um, that hit me. Yeah. Like, it was my favourite song. The chorus, the amount of people, the way it was all like harmonised. Um, it was impactful. And, kind of I feel like it kind of I don't know if this is where you started understanding it but I felt for someone who maybe didn't know the background to the story and everything that was where it really sort of started making sense where the story was being told you can see them sort of being whipped and building and everything sort of going on I really 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 liked that song and it also kind of set the scene the first time you're kind of seeing how the performers like uh the outside of the main like the what, I can't even think of the word. The the, the rest of the the cast, the ensemble, on, the ensemble. That's the one. Uh, the ensemble were going to be throughout the scene where you could, see, you know, the 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 dancing, the that sort of acrobatic elements to it. The sort of um, almost, uh, I can't think of the the term again. But you know, when when people are, are doing um, acting like with their bodies and like yeah. recreating different things. Yeah, I thought I thought that I thought that first song was amazing, and I was glad that was the song that was repeated 
throughout yeah. as well. That seems to be the song to sort of carry the whole production yeah. every now and then yeah. and like deliver us, deliver us. You know when you're sort of talking about how people use their bodies to sort of represent things, I think there was like a particular chariot scene yeah. where the two guys... Or maybe four guys sort of formed one chariot yeah. and they sort of had a race around the market yeah. together. What did you think of that? Um, I thought it was very impressive okay. in terms of the use. I love that scene. I thought it was really good. I'll tell you why I'm asking because I was actually thinking, hmm, is Frank going to like this? Why, why would you think I liked it? Because when we spoke about Lion King, you yeah. didn't like the way the people were like, because you could see the people and, and you were, I think, I don't know the terms you used, but it was almost like you weren't impressed with how... They had the people representing the thing, but you can blatantly see there were people. So I was thinking, oh, well, I find it. I think this bit looks amazing the way they're using the people to create the different scenes. Yeah. Um, what's Frank going to think of? What's Frank going to think of this? Yeah, it's funny. I think looking back on Lion King, I, I really do need to see it again because um, I think a lot of the impressions were me coming to watch. I was watching. That was I hadn't been watching theatre that long, so maybe I was a bit. I don't know. I just yeah. I just I was a little bit disappointed at the time, but I feel like now going back. Yeah, um, I probably would appreciate a lot more. And plus, it's funny. I'll come on to this later on, but I think there was a lot of similarities between this show and Lion King to the point that I thought this was a Disney show okay. based on some of the similarities I'll mention um, later on. Um, so, Claire, do you hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you think of like the general singing and staging and acting? I absolutely loved that. That was my favourite part, I think, or one of. The chariot race where they did the slow-mo, I thought that was like really like incredible, like the way that they'd thought that out and then they used the back screen graphics for like the dust of the race and the way they used the chorus for the um for the forest, the burning bush, the sand, the sea. I just thought that was completely epic. It's really I just creative. thought it really was and like I was while I was impressed with the leads within the play, I was also in this show noticing the effects, the choreography, the graphics, the costume. I just thought everything was like dazzling about the production of this. What did we think about the acting of the main two guys, Moses and what's the other guy's name? Um, his brother. Was Ramesses. Name? Ramesses. Ramesses. How can we yeah. forget Ramesses? Um, I was a bit thrown off by their Cockney accents. I don't know what I don't know what sort of accent I was expecting, but they're very sort of like they're very London. I don't know. Did you okay, say Cockney? Okay, maybe Cockney's incorrect, but I feel like the proper London accent really threw me. I don't know what accent I was expecting. It's not like yeah, Ooh. I just found it because obviously they sort it was all it was all sort of designed for them to look like it took place thousands and thousands of years ago. Yeah. So when the lead person is talking in an accent that I sort of understand from someone just down the road, it was just yeah. a little bit. It sort of threw me a bit. Um, it, it, do you know what? It threw me, but I very quickly just adjusted. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. It didn't. It didn't end, end up playing a major uh, part of it. Um, I kind of know what you mean. Um, when yeah, when I first heard their voice, um, it was just a quick like okay, and then I just kind of got on with it. But at the same time, I don't. I, thinking about, it, I guess could they have? Could they have? Uh, with how a lot of things are, could they have done that correctly unless they got people from the right... 3,000 years ago. 3,000 years ago. <laughs> it's weird though, because I'm like, what accent could they do that would be like, oh, okay, that sounds accurate yeah. of those times. But, but so I get, I get, I could see why they sort of went with the... With the with just localised, localized, yeah. Localised accent. Um, Claire, so who was your favourite character of it all? Oh, um, I really liked Miriam and Moses' wife. Um... I can't remember his wife's name now. Um, I've got it somewhere. It's, um, it's played by 
Is it Rachel Alado? She, she played Jasmine in Aladdin and she was also in In the Heights in London as well. Yeah, and she was in Hamilton, right? Um, I'm not sure. I thought she was. I know she was in In the Heights. She was, yeah, okay. she was in Hamilton. Um, I think her character's Hamilton. called Zipporah. Was that it? That's it, yeah. Yeah. I really liked her and Miriam. So Miriam was Moses' sister. Yeah, so they were, two, they were, they were like your favourite characters from the show? Yeah. How about you, Denny? Same question to you. Um, I think I quite liked Ramesses. Why? Just that interest. He, I felt he had the most, it wasn't necessarily always expressed on there, like, because he wasn't the main focus, but I think his journey was the most emotionally um, up and down. Like, he was with his brother, he loved, his brother had to become his enemy at some point. He also had to try and live up to his dad, who he felt didn't like love him. Um, he had to, he was forced into a marriage um, and then he had to sort of have to make that that massive decision. Um, is he going to live up to the past kings and this um, pressure he's got from his dad or is he going to kind of, uh, you know, try and do what, follow his own heart and also, uh, you know, um, agree with his brother's philosophy. Um, so I just thought, yeah, from, 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 um, he was kind of a leading character, but I felt his journey was the most emotionally complex. That's that's what. Um, other than him, don't you think Moses's was as well? No, for all the same reasons. No, because he didn't have the pressure from the dad. Mm. Um, he. But he had the pressure from from all the people to save them. He did, but I think I think and trying to understand under, trying to understand himself and where he's getting his calling from. He's been raised to know one thing, and then all of a sudden, his life is yeah. But he came to a lot of those realizations. Who he thought he was. I felt he came to a lot of the realizations by himself. Whereas I felt Ramesses often he, they, a lot of them were put on him, even when he didn't agree. He still had to take certain actions, um, and I think every, <laughs> he he kind of went through the yeah. I just felt that the the journey he went through was kind of. Um, it, ultimately, the, the the biggest burden, yes, was on Moses. But in terms of the um, complexity of the emotions, like one second you're this, one second you're that, you have to deal with your father, um, his father dying and having to deal with that. Whereas Moses was away and didn't have to have, have to go through that when his father died. Um, so I just felt his journey was much more complicated in the show. Are you happy with that, Claire? Okay, cool. So uh, I didn't know whether I didn't know whether you wanted to offer anything back to what Denny just said. So I just want to double check before I started talking. Yeah, no, no, no. I um I understand what Denny's saying, but um I've got nothing like other t else to say other than fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, do you know what what I was completely really appreciative of is the theatrics and the magical side of things. Like there was a scene where I think Moses pushed a builder. Yeah, and I don't know. It was like slow motion. Yep, I was like, yep, yep. "How have they done this?" Yeah, it's really good. So those sort of things like kept on happening throughout the show. There was that yeah. bit. There was, I want to say, there was a water bottle bit where the water bottle seemed to be floating. Yeah. Um. There was what have I also read? I think there was like some fire stuff. I don't. Yeah. I just. It was just. Yeah, the fire was cool. Yeah, it was like I don't know if any of you. Sorry, go ahead, no, 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 carry on. Carry I don't on. know if you guys ever seen ever gone to see Harry Potter, but. That sh that production is just full of like 
don't get me wrong, I fell asleep yeah. in part of it, but the bits that I stayed away for it was like these such cool magic tricks. Like, I think there's one scene where they sort of disappear through a telephone box or yeah. something. Yeah. And I, I thought, haven't seen Harry Potter yet. Um, oh, haven't you? Sorry. In the theatre. Apologies for the spoiler there. Doesn't really add much to the. That's why I just shouted over. Okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> Please be um, careful. But um, but yeah, I just felt like this production itself just had so many bits that made you go, "Wow!" And like, how did you do that? Like, that's Percy for me. Yeah, that was a, that I was agree. a nice bonus. I agree. Um, yeah, I think there was a lot, a lot of. Um, it was very, it was very creative. You can tell there was a lot of thought um, that had gone into it. Um, there was a lot of. Um, it was just like the the use of the 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 ensemble so how i described it to someone was it was almost uh Cirque du Soleil have you ever been to a Cirque du Soleil show oh, no but i've seen that i think i've seen it yeah seen. so so the how the ensemble was almost reminding me of that it was that acrobatic it was that creative it was um yeah it was it was quite amazing to watch at times um it and, really was wasn't it yeah. the way that they used their bodies to recreate the the imagery yeah for me, um, the one show I often use the term epic for is Les Mis. Um, this had parts for me that were up there. Maybe, I mean, I saw Les Mis a long time ago. And maybe at some points this had some of the most epic. And when I'm using epic, I'm using it in the de uh, dictionary definition of like really grand, grand and big. Yeah. Eye -opening, eye -catching. Um, some of the biggest uh, scenes um, I've possibly seen definitely in yeah I, i've actually written down one of the first things I written down was like it seemed like no expense was spared it's like how yeah. much money do you guys need for this you can have you can just do whatever yeah. you want just yeah, like i agree obviously you walk in and the stage is at such a weird sort of angle yeah and i'm like okay cool what are you gonna do with that and then you come to the last scene yeah and when it i think you sort of mentioned it earlier on where you were talking about how um how are they going to show the water sort of opening up yeah yeah but it's not even that bit it's the bit where it's sort um the stage sort of just flips on yeah, its side. Yeah, and they're sliding down. And, I'm like, yeah, it's really good. honestly, um, Claire, you're not here, but I'm literally smiling right now because that's how excited I was he's, about seeing that scene. He's Evan Hansen in. Honestly, I'm doing a Denny that he did for I Dear Evan Hansen. Um, I was just, like I said, I think for me going into I'm it. I'm so like, upset I'm not there to see it. Well, Claire, you, okay, well, let me see. Well, you can look at me now, Claire. Um, but yeah, I just, I think we haven't seen anything super big budget recently. Um, Everything has been re re relatively small scale. Like Dear Evan Hansen, um, Fame. Actually, let's not talk about Fame, but things I like. Think so, sorry to interrupt. Was 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 Prince of Egypt anywhere else? Is this where it started? No, well, it actually. It, no, it's in Broadway, isn't it? Mm, it wasn't in Broadway. No, I don't think it's in Broadway. It hasn't. I think this is the first time it's been done. They're hoping that it's going to go to Broadway. From right. Red, yeah. So I think this is a big part of it. Okay. Because this actually. Um, we'll come on to something a bit later yeah, with regards no, it's to first, it's, it started somewhere was it Sweden I it's don't not, think that's London true London's not its first show no no I don't mean if London's its first oh, I don't right. mean necessarily that I mean the, 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 the size of the state the size of the show do you see what I mean like because it had quite a long preview as well I mean like where did it go oh sorry where did it come from like we know Dear Evan Hansen came from a small stage show yeah and then they had to try and make it fit it onto a bigger stage when it became really popular and it ends up in West End and Broadway. Whereas if this was made and it appears it was, like you said, no expense um, spared, spared yeah. or the transition to that, they obviously come to that conclusion. Um, it seems like it was designed for a big stage. 
in its how it currently looks. Um, okay, so Claire's right in that it was in Copenhagen before, but I think that was at a smaller theatre, and I think then DreamWorks got involved and made it as big as possible. Okay, yeah, so that there you go, like DreamWorks, obviously, multi-billion pound company. Yeah, a significantly revised new version opened at the Dominion Theatre. Yeah. yeah. So, this, so I don't think it's anything like what it would have been. Yeah, in. so they've basically gone bang from the offset pretty yeah. much, yeah. And um, Claire, what was the best part of this for you? The, the the graphics, the effects, the the ensemble, the the way that they did all of the choreography. I just thought that was incredible and that's all I kept thinking about throughout it. Do you know what's funny? I was thinking, I can't remember what episode it was, but then he asked the question, spine tingling moments. And you know what spine tingling moment for me for this was? It was um, it was that main, not not the main song, Deliver Us, but what's the other song that we were talking about earlier on with uh, Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston? When you when you believe yeah when they did that I think it was just like two female the two two oh, female yeah. leads and then everyone else got involved for me yeah that was like the can you feel the love moment for me that was like yeah. me thinking this must be a Disney production um, literally had spine um, hair standing up on the back of my hands and then they did something else which also reminded me of the Lion King where they walked through the aisle. I don't know if you remember Lion King. They have all the animals that they right, walk yeah. out. That's yeah. what that again. That's why I thought surely this this is, this just reminds me so much of of the Lion King. So, um, but yeah, that was the best part yeah. for me. So, Claire, do you want to say something? But the the Hans Zimmer who did, yeah Hans Zimmer that did the score for the Lion King also did Prince of Egypt. We'll check you out the facts today, Claire. Maybe making up for not being enough, being bothered to come in today. Um, what was the best part for you, Danny? Um, I don't know. It might have been the same song, but I remember. I remember there being, um, it might have been Deliver Us, one of the later versions, or it might have been the one, what you said, when um, when you believe, and everyone joined in. Yeah, and yeah. it ended up, I counted, and it was either 29 or 30 people on stage singing this song. The most, it was just amazing. It was, sounded so, so heavenly <laughs> <laughs> i think i read somewhere that there was like 30 or 40 people on this show and i don't think that was a lot but thinking about it oh, that's, that's probably lot. more than a lot of productions that we've seen recently put together dear evan had not dear evan, yeah dear evan hans had eight yeah and even and juliet i don't think that had more no. than 20 so to think this had 40 but i think a lot of the people obviously background people mm. um playing the slave role um, um it's a big stage as well so they yeah. have to fill it up yeah definitely yeah um what do you say is the worst part um so well this is how i would describe this show so i saw the last preview so i don't know if they had changed anything when mm. they went to the fine uh to, to when they've started the proper one what did you say last preview what do you mean i saw it on 24th of feb oh, which did i think you? was the last day of the previews or the last week of previews oh and i think when you guys saw it like a week or two later it had that was the proper yeah, one so yeah. that's going to be the fixed thing so i don't know if there are any changes so I, I looked at a few reviews and there was some of the reviews were a little bit mixed. So um, I tried to go in there with no real expectations. Absolutely loved it. But I did, un I did feel I found myself waiting for like those moments were so big. There, there was these, so, so, these amazing epic moments, but I found myself waiting for the next one. And there was the next one, and I found myself waiting for the next one. And there yeah. was the next one, but it just meant it kind of dipped in between. Yeah, yeah. And the story didn't didn't uh, join it. it. It it made sense. It was a good narrative, but it didn't it didn't um, connect those 
each epic moment um, as well as I felt it, it, it could have. I felt it was almost, and I'm not to say this was, and I don't think it was the case, but it almost felt like we had these amazing ideas. Like you said, we've got an unlimited budget. We're going to create these amazing epic moments. Oh, yeah, we have to have a story. Let's weave it yeah, together yeah. properly. Um, that was my only thing. And it, it, it may even be the case that because some of those moments were so epic, it's hard to sustain that level constantly. I don't know. Maybe because of that, um, ultimately, they can't change the story that much. There were a few things they changed in the story. Um, but they can't change the story that much because it's a story so many people know and love. Um, and then c to create these amazing moments throughout the story to 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 um, to, to you know to tell parts of the story, um, maybe that was always a bit of an uphill challenge. Um, but yeah, okay. it was it was it was still it was still very good. That's fair. Um, Claire, what's the worst part for you? I think it would be the only thing that I can think of because I, I thought the whole thing was just epic and to use that word again um I think the worst part for me was actually the first half the first act remember I kept asking if you could hear it yeah I felt like the sound was off a bit and I I feel like that was more to do with the the sounding situation rather than the actual actors and actresses on the stage okay so that was the only thing I, it, it, we'll come back to Claire. We'll come back to Claire shortly. I was going to mention, did you... Um, did, did I lose you there? You yeah. did. Do you want to continue? Sorry, Claire. Yeah, no, I was just um, just saying that the, it improved in Act 2 noticeably. Did you hear that? Yeah. Well, now we've heard it. <laughs> but just... Yeah, now you've heard it. Um, can I say something? I've never seen Claire so angry at the end of a musical. She seemed very, very angry. Claire, do you want to enlighten us as to why you're so angry at the end of it? Well, obviously, the best parts of a good musical is when you're standing up at the end and you're clapping your hands and they all come out and do their bows. And then while the theatre was super hot, the woman next to us um, got up in the middle of, you know, when you're fully engrossed in something and you can't pause it, it was like, oh, I've got to leave. I've got to get um, my son to bed. And that did frustrate me. She was so angry. It was because... unreal. I can imagine. And well, also, Frank didn't talk to me throughout the interval. So I found that frustrating. <laughs> what do you mean I didn't talk to you? I was writing down my notes. We, we've, we've already gone through this before, Claire. Unless you're going to bring different conversations. Just to what we actually it was a build-up. Okay, fair enough. It so... was just, hey, it's just a build-up. Okay. Sorry, then. I was just going to add one of the other things I noticed, and I didn't notice it straight away. Um, did anyone notice the cur So as the stage went around, the, the draped curtains and what was projected onto those, I thought that was amazing as well. So when I first saw it, and it looked like it was like the, hieroglyph the, hieroglyphics. the hieroglyphics. Yeah, when I first saw it, I think it was just like the Egyptian uh, sort of, you know, those stone lion things. And I wasn't actually sure if it was the actual curtains or it was projected, and it was only when I looked later and it had changed, and it was hieroglyphics, and it changed a few other times to represent what was on stage, and just expand the stage even bigger. So it almost was like, uh, almost 100, not 180 degrees, but you know what I mean, sort of going around you. Um, again, in terms of the no expenses spared and just how much they put into that, um, I thought that you looked felt amazing. Like you were in that underground cave or underground stone room with them, didn't you? Yeah, when it, when yeah. 
I think I even I put down. Looking around. Sorry, Claire. I think I even put down like the maze and background because I think it sort of showed like transitions that sort of depicted like different places where they were supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was ridiculously impressive. I remember the first show I saw where they used a lot of projected imagery was Love Never Dies, which is a sequel to Phantom of the Opera. When I first saw it, I remember like the first maybe 20 minutes and them using projection projections. And I was kind of, oh, why are they using so much projections? And it was almost like a cheat. And then they just started using it so cleverly. I remember there was a scene when they um, there was loads of smoke and then they were projecting onto the smoke, so it almost looked 3D. Um, and this is probably like, this was like, I came out of that thinking, wow, like, yeah, um, projections have a place in theatre. Whereas I felt this took it to a next level. This this really did, like, bring it into 2020. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it really did. Because even after that, because it's not necessarily the most common thing, I'm always, I always think, like, it, sometimes, like, when, because there's effort and there's something to appreciate when someone has made a good... Um, uh, backdrops and good stage settings and, 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 and apparatus and stuff. But then this was one of those ones was like, wow, the amount of effort that's gone into um, the projections and the, and, and, the, and the backdrop and the multimedia imagery and everything was was like next levels. It was really, really good. Have I asked you really what the best part for you was? Um, I don't know. Claire, what was the best part for you? Um, I think you I think you've asked this. Okay, if I've asked this, please ignore me. Okay, cool, don't worry. Um, okay, yeah. What would you change, Denny? Um, if anything. Ooh, I found this hard. So I was asking myself this, and although I know what I didn't particularly like, I don't necessarily know how I would fix it. I felt maybe um, I would... Yeah, I'd probably want to... You know the kind of dips I was saying? Okay, cool. So I'd okay. probably want to work on those to see if anything could be done to sort of con keep that consistency keep that yeah keep the consistency a bit higher to the uh peaks um and they were very high peaks no no they're huge know. they're huge peaks um yeah to try and keep things a bit higher um i would have liked to see a little bit more of um what was ramses sorry not ramses what was uh moses's wife's name Amzipora. yeah i felt like i wanted to see a little bit more of her her, um, she was a very feisty character. She's a very her village, yeah. her her people. Yeah. I felt like I might see a little bit more of them. Other than that, um, not a oh, whole yeah. lot. Sorry, Claire. I I agree with that part. <laughs> As always, <laughs> I agree with that part. Is there anything that you the part about seeing more of the village? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I wouldn't change anything actually. Okay. I, I, the only thing I do want to know is why they have not got on Spotify a. Soundtrack. Official soundtrack. Um, yeah, I'm not too yeah. sure. I, I did for sort of the, Google it. They could have for the film, but not obviously for the... Musical. Yeah, yeah. No. I was disappointed in that. Um, what would you give out of 10, Claire? Um, I'd give it... I'd give it an... Oh, this is hard. I'd give it a 9. Ooh. Ooh. Denny? I just think... thought the, the graphics were phenomenal, that was all. I don't think you've given anything less than a nine there, apart from fame, and that was just a bad day at the office. Can't give it a nine and say, "I've just because the graphics were phenomenal, that's all." Well, no, I felt like we were moving on, so I just kind of stopped myself from speaking. The thing <laughs> is, though, if we continue talking to Clark, I guarantee we could get it down to a seven because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, honestly, when you really deep it, I don't think. Actually, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get you to convince. I change your mind, Danny. What do you? No, give no, it? that's fine because 
my actual decision was based between you can't get me lower than eight and a half. My thought was between an eight and a half and a nine. And I was like, no, do you know what? I'm going to give it a nine because I was absolutely blown away by the way that they did the choreography. And the fact that it made me notice things that I've not really noticed in other productions before, like I mentioned the graphics, the effects, the uh, all the other things that I've already mentioned. <laughs> okay, cool. Then so, I was going to give it an eight, but I think I might give it a nine because it ooh. seems to have won you guys over to appreciate what I was saying about the theatre before with all this other stuff. So just because it makes me feel like I'm a bit more justified, <laughs> no, I'm going to give it an eight. Um it's I think I felt like as I mentioned the peaks and troughs I felt like it went moments that were 10 and probably as low as moments that were seven um and then yeah so so for me I think an eight is fair okay um but saying that and I, I think I said already it does have some of the most epic moments um, some of the some of the moments that are up there with some of the best theatre I've ever experienced. Um, but as I said, unfortunately, there's a few lulls, not massive, and it doesn't it doesn't take away from it. I'd still I would recommend watching it. Yeah. Um, but it, they're they're a clear like this the, the, the narrative driven in between um, each sort of song. Um, well, most of the songs anyway isn't as it's too far away from some of the heights it really it really reaches. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so I would give it. Okay, so if I go if I go by my typical scorecard, <clears throat> so there's no dancing in it. Oh, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was going to. Oh, I just wanted to ask you this: dancing. It wasn't. Know, so you don't consider that dancing? No, and and okay. if you, I'll, I'll 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 quickly go go over that in my summary okay. because I've got to move on to something else. Quickly, um, there wasn't much dance in it, but there was a lot of positioning, and um, for the, the amount of people on there, so I was very impressed by that. But if I go by my typical scorecard of dancing, singing, and storyline, it'd probably get like a six out of ten, purely because, like I said, there's no dancing. However, I was absolutely blown away by the theatrics, by the huge moments that you talk of, by the staging, by the absolutely huge budget that they've clearly had, um, and the music. Like, like I said, even those two songs, like "Deliver Us" and um, when you believe those both gave me like huge spine tingling moments so for that for that song in, in itself and the big budget I'd probably give it a nine and that's probably going to be the highest I'm ever going to give um, I might have to I love the way Claire's looking at me like that at home on Skype you're going to give it a nine I'm giving it a nine okay um, yeah so I'm giving I'm actually lost for words I'm lost for words as well I'm really trying to think why I wouldn't give it a nine like I said I think it's the tricks the tricks I was like how how do they do that? I like that's absolutely even though you know like, like I said the guy, the bit where the guy was falling backwards in slow motion I was like mm. that's getting a nine in itself just for that so um, so yeah I'll give it a nine out of ten. Okay, um, Claire, in a sentence, how would you sell it to people? Do you never think about it while I go into Denny? I would just say to them where um, there are miracles when you believe. Oh my God, I knew she was hey. going to say that. The minute she started off with as well, I like, I was like that's it. I like it. I like it. Nice, Denny. Um, I would say the retelling of a classic, um, a retelling of a classic Bible story um, brought to stage in an epic way. Cool. Um, I'd probably go with, if you like spine tingling moments, um, if you're a big fan of Lion King um, and two absolutely huge songs, you're going to absolutely love this musical. So definitely go check it out. Cool. Um, so, quiz time. 
Claire, I can see how excited you are at home in your in the in the loveliness of your front room. Um, Quarantine. Normally, there's I would I was gonna say it should be five questions, but you already answered one of them, so it's only been four questions this time. Teddy, you ready? I am. Claire, you ready? So is that four out of four? It is gonna be four out of four. Claire, you ready? Okay. Cool. First question. As ready as I'll ever be. And can you stop shuffling, please? You're creating extra noise. Um, Sorry, I've started feeling nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first question. Ramesses is obviously a character in Prince of Egypt, which is, I don't know if you guys realise, the basis of the ride, Ramesses' Revenge. Revenge. That's that's (laughs) not even the question. Okay. (laughs) That's not even the question. Uh, This is going to be the first one to answer first, by the way. Which British theme park featured this ride? Fort Park. Fort Park. Um, okay, so you're both wrong. Chessington. Well, exactly, you're both wrong. <laughs> so it's Chessington. It is Chessington. Well, I can't. I don't. I get that. I said it before you. You told us. But you, you need to get the first one right. No. It's not a case of you can go through every theme park in the UK. I, did, I, I said two. Well, where would it end? Drayton Manor. No. <laughs> so um, Margate White Knuckle Theme Park. <laughs> nil nil from the both of you. Um, basically, Domingo like, World. Yeah. It actually closed in November last year. I didn't realise that. But okay. um, but um, but yeah. Um, Prince of Egypt based on the book of the same name. What year was the original film released? Ninety six. 98. Okay. One note clear. Which two female characters sung When You Believe? Miriam and Ramsey. Whitney Houston and... and Mariah Carey. Oh, were you talking about in the play or in the... I was talking about in the musical. Oh, so... Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> Moses' wife and Moses' sister. I feel like these aren't the names of my, my sheet. Claire, can you do any better than that? Miriam and... Miriam and Sephora. Sephora. Oh, you both said that at exactly the same time. But I said Miriam first. Yeah, I, I didn't. Both, I said it I said first. It's just I have a delay. Okay, it's 1-1. One, one. Now I'm going to give it a 2-1 to Claire. Can I just state something? She said Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. And wait, let me finish. Let me finish. She said Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. And that was her first answer. And then she came, gave a second answer. When I gave a first answer and second answer last time, you discounted that and said you're not allowed to do that. So okay. surely if those were You also apply, gave two answers, Denny. No, I never. I gave the right answers. You gave I, their... Gave their stage name. Okay, do you know what? Let's scrap that. It's still 1-0 to Claire. It just makes no difference because it would have been 2-1 to Claire anyway. Okay, cool. Aside from the Prince of Egypt, Stephen Schwartz has penned music for which of these award-winning musicals? Book of Mormon, Wicked, Kinky Boots. Wicked. Wicked. Oh, my days. It's 2-0 to Claire. Do you know the only reason? I knew it was Wicked straight away. I was just trying to let (laughs) Frank finish. Claire beat you from the comfort of her own home, mate. Um, So on that basis... And with a delay. I know, right? Claire wins the quiz. (laughs) Um, I knew that was Can wicked I see as well. the trophy, please? I was just trying Can to... Can I see the trophy, please? What I was trophy? just trying to... Um... I want to see the trophy, please. I lied when I said the Jenny trophy. Jenny didn't bring it, did he? I lied, sorry. I knew you did. Um, well, I knew you weren't going to be here. You caused me as well. Apologies. Um, okay, cool. So, homework did... this week... Sorry to cut you off, Claire. Um, homework this week was to pick a musical that none of us have ever seen before and basically sell it to us in 90 seconds. You've done your homework this week, Claire? Okay, cool. Don't worry, you're not going first. Denny's going first, so you can okay. obviously not fret. So I've chosen one that I have seen, but you two haven't seen. Oh, okay, I don't realise you've seen it. Yeah. Um, so I have seen this, but you you guys haven't seen it. So the show I chose is called Marguerite. Okay. Um, so Marguerite's a musical. Um, it's based on a book by... One sec, Denny. Claire, are you typing? Oh, God, can you hear that? Yeah. Of course I can hear that. <laughs> what are you, t- are you doing your homework now? Is this how you were in school? <laughs> How much do you start doing? No, it I was then? actually no. I was I was messaging Jeff. Why are you messaging Jeff for? Because, because my my phone's about to die and I need to move to charge my phone. And I was just wondering if he could silence me for thirty seconds. Well, he's heard that now, so he's going to silence you for thirty seconds. Anyway, Denny, 
Go for it, Danny. So Marguerite's a musical. Um, it's it was originally by uh, a book with a book called. Sorry, my bad. So Marguerite's a musical. Yep. With a book by Alan Bill, Claude Michael Schonberg, and Jonathan Kent. Lyrics by Alan Bill, Herbert Kretzmer, and Michael Legrand. One second. Has your ninety seconds started yet? Am I supposed to be record timing you now? Have you start? Is this your ninety second pitch? Yeah. Okay, one second. Let me get the, right, let me get the time up. Claire, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, cool. Let me get Denny's time up. 90 seconds starting from now. Okay, so Marguerite's a musical. Yeah. It's about a 1940s German-occupied Paris. Okay. It tells the tale of a 40-year-old ex-singer and her affair with a young um, resistance fighter, whilst she is the mistress of a Nazi officer. Ooh, intriguing. So <laughs> Sound effects and everything. <laughs> so it... Um, it had a run at, uh, at the Theatre Royal um, Theatre Royal Haymarket in London from seventh of May, and unfortunately, it closed early due to um, it closed about six weeks early due to um, lack of audience. Basically, it did, however, have three nominations um, for the Olivier Award in two thousand nine: Best Actress, Ruthie Henshaw, who is a a West End legend; um, Best Performance in a Supporting Role, and um, in the Musical and Best Set Design. Now. The rest I'm going to freestyle. I saw this show and I thought it was actually quite amazing. Um, it had a decent cast, like this, as as you just said, it got a nomination for set design, um, and just the tell and the relationship between the officer, the Nazi officer, and the resistance fighter. You can imagine the, the, the how torn she was in the middle. She had actually also come from the high life. She was an ex singer, um, so the attraction of of keeping that level of uh, lifestyle. She was able to achieve being with the officer, but the actual love where where her heart was was with the resistance fighter. It was a tragedy, um, so it does end up in sadness. But uh, yeah, I would highly recommend it, and I hope I've sold it and done it justice. Um, so, what's the main reason for you liking it? Um, it was just the story, the music in it. I thought was amazing. Like the percussion was awesome, um, and the story was quite intricate. The story was, as I said, you can. I didn't have 90 seconds isn't necessarily enough time, but you can imagine um the 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 lead, Ruthie Henshaw, who who's playing this lady who is has this lavish lifestyle. It's also one of those ones where because she's got this lavish lifestyle, all she's got a, a big group of friends around her, um, who then kind of desert her when she starts losing that and and things sort of start unraveling as she falls in love with this um resistance fire who she actually met because he was there to play the piano at her 40th birthday. Um, yeah, it's a really, really good story, and the soundtrack is pretty good. The soundtrack is actually on Spotify. Um, one of my favourite songs on there, although there are many, and it was quite hard for me to pick this one, um, is a song called Jazz Time. Um, if you could cue the music. Okay, I'll play Jazz Time for a bit. I like yeah. the swing sort of vibe it's Thank got. You. Well, it is. It's really got that kind of a uh, 1940s kind of vibe, and it goes for all the emotions. So you know, like the we're still going to party um, and, and and carry on, and we're not going to kind of stop our routine. It has that, and as you sort of heard that sort of jazz time, it does have quite quite deep, um, uh, meaningful songs. And what it does really well 
is it pieces parts together with radio broadcasts. Okay. So you know you used to, the resistance used to be tuning in the radio to yeah. try and listen to the other resistance people giving out messages. It links bits together using that. So you used to hear the, the tuning of the radio and then they'll kind of say something and then they'll kind of move on to the next thing. And again, in that scene, you probably heard people like sort of cheering and yeah. things like that in the background. And that was like, again, she was surrounded by... Uh, what do you, yes men, I guess, kind of thing, while she was famous, while she was she was one of the very few people in, in Paris who was still able to get all the luxuries that they were previously used to because she was uh, the mistress of this high-ranking um, Nazi officer. Interesting. Um, I, was really, I was really disappointed that it, it got taken away. I mean, it wasn't the time when I probably would have gone and seen something again, but just because success would have meant it would have had a revival at some yeah, point. yeah. Um, it had a small revival, I think, at a smaller theatre off West End um, for a little while. But they did change up a few things, but I didn't, unfortunately, go to see it. I didn't find out until after it had finished. Okay. Um, Claire, are you still there? I am. Um, did you hear what Danny just said? I did. What do you think of it? Are you sold? Um. Yeah, well, yes and no. Of really like the um, the jazz music. Yeah. But because I know, and I like the sound of the story, but because I know it's a tragedy, that really puts me off because I know I'll probably cry and I hate crying. <laughs> dear, dear Evan Hansen made you cry, right? It did, but I, I didn't know that was going to happen. I don't like to watch things when I know that's going to happen. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'd say it purely, purely on the back of that song that you played. It sounds quite upbeat. And even if there is a tragedy at the end, I think... You know, as long as as long as there's a degree of upbeatness throughout it, I can get I can get by that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Claire. Yeah, I, d I would go and see it. Yeah. I was basically just trying to find out if you're there, so you can. Uh... I'll bring the tissues for you, Claire. Don't worry. Um, Claire, you ready for your homework? Thanks. I am. Okay. Let me know when you want me to start the timer. Can I just say something before I start my homework? Okay, as long as it's not. Part I of the found. Homework. No, no, I found this the music part of this really hard because I associate, when I, the, I listen to soundtracks more after I've seen a production because I associate with the scene and, and how I felt during that scene and what was going on. So, because I've never actually seen what I've chosen, either in the film or on stage, um, I did find the music part quite hard. Okay, so I feel like this is an excuse for the homework before you've delivered the homework. But okay, are you ready to give your homework? <laughs> I am. Do you know what I chose? Well, well, yeah, okay, go on. What do you choose? My Fair Lady. Okay. Um, I'm going to start I'm going to start the timer in three seconds. You ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. Okay, I chose My Fair Lady because we are currently in award season, and this won a Tony Award for Best Musical in 1957 and a Laurence Olivier for Best Revival in 2002. And when it was made into a film... It won eight Oscars, including one for Best Picture and a Golden Globe for the same. Um, and this is basically a story about a London flower girl called Eliza Doolittle, played on stage by Julia Andrews and Martine McCutcheon, and in the film by Audrey Hepburn. And she has a really strong Cockney accent, and Higgins, who is a phoneticician, um, Basically, he gives her, he sees her in the market and has a wager to see that he can train her to pass as a proper lady. And um, Eliza agrees to this, moves into his household, and he gives her elocution lessons. 
Um, his character is described as a real snobbish and arrogant um, character, but then others say in the reviews that he's misunderstood. As he's about to give up on her, she recites The Rain in Spain perfectly, which was one of her um, dictations that she had to learn. And then everything catapults from here. She goes to Ascot races, she meets someone who falls in love with her, then she goes to a ball and the Queen of Transylvania and the Prince are convinced that she's a refined lady. But after this, Higgins takes all the credit and doesn't recognise her efforts, so she leaves. Um, but she eventually comes back because they've seemed to have formed an unlikely bond. But this left me with a lot of questions. Is he arrogant? Is he mis misogynistic? Or is he just misunderstood? What happened with Freddie? Did she choose either one of them? Or does she fall in love? Does she fall in love? Or does she thrive from her independence? Either way... How can we not run to the theatre to watch a show that has been described as the perfect musical? It's coming across as very witty, with a comedy value, it's heartfelt, inspiring show, and it's made meant to make you feel good, and is described as a beautiful music. So I think we really all should go and see this. Okay, so Claire, I think I've messed up on two occasions. That lasted over two minutes, because I didn't really want to cut you off halfway through, and you had no visuals on the clock that I've got in my hand. Um, was I supposed to play some music at some point? Yes, you were. And also, I just realised that we're not on FaceTime anymore, so I was waiting for you to... I'll... Sorry about my... It's my... fine. I'll ask Jeff to add the music afterwards. Um, Denny, any questions on that? Are you Would you see it? Um, I would see it. Um, anything, I think, that uh, has won that many awards would pique my interest. Um, I'll be interested to it hear... It has been described. I'll be interested to hear a bit of music to sort of really... Um, sort of pull me in okay my apologies let me let me quickly play some of the let me play, quickly play the song that claire actually told me to line up and i completely forgot to do it claire what's the background to that song uh, no, you're supposed to play oh. uh, 30 seconds in for the rain in Spain. That was the rain in Spain. I, was, I just put the wrong part in. 30 seconds in. 30 seconds in. Okay, 38, cool. sorry. 38. Okay, it's all very precise. Um... So this is her elocution lesson. So this is where he's trying to teach her to speak in a, a presentably... Okay, I think I've got it. Danny, what do you think of that? Um, it's a bit too old-fashioned. Okay. Too. Um... So it is. It is from the. It is from the fifties. But that's Julie Andrews, who was our very first Mary Poppins. Yeah. So. You sold Danny. I, I feel a lot of the like at the time. I totally get my love Mary Poppins. I feel a lot of the musicals from that time. The music is very very similar. I don't think it had the diversity yeah. in its sound. So it's it's I feel like it's one of the kind of ones that as a classic I'll go and watch it because it needs to be in my collection if that if you got what I mean I need to tick that box and I'm sure I'll enjoy it but it would possibly if it was on the stage it would possibly if there was something bigger it may possibly slip down if yes. I wanted to, if something else came up and it's one of the sort of programs uh, sort of things if it was on TV I would 
you know, I would spend, give it a couple of hours on a Christmas Eve and watch that with, uh, with, with the family. Okay. Danny, um, I really think you would love it because some reviewers have described it as the perfect musical. Oh, okay. Um, oh, now you've sold it to me. Now I'm intrigued. Um, okay, cool. Well, um, I'm I, I probably I'm probably in the same boat as Danny in that if there was nothing else on, I might see it if the tickets were cheap. It doesn't really sound like something that would appeal to me massively. Um, it sounds it's pretty old school, um, but I can see. It's because it's, it is a classic. I feel like it's one of those ones that you have to see at some point. So yeah. on that basis, I'd see it, but it wouldn't be at the top of my list. Um, cool. Well, I did a musical called Hades Town. Um, Denny, do you want to time me? Because I just want to make sure that I stay within my 90 seconds. I will do. Um... Um, yeah, so I did a musical called Hades Town and basically it's a version of the ancient Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Um, in the version which is ancient Eurydice dies tragically from a snake bite and Orpheus her partner travels to the underworld to win her back. In the musical um, Eurydice leaves Orpheus for Hades who's god of the underworld as he has more to offer. In both versions Hades tells Orpheus that she can leave um, the underworld if a certain thing happens now I'm not going to reveal what that certain thing is but even just listening to the musical I was I was a little bit moved as to what happened at the end and this is not even me seeing it on stage um, but in the actual musical the underworld is represented by an industrial factory where people are forced to work as slaves and the backdrop of music is a sort of um, New Orleans jazz folk music I'm just going to play the start of the song um let me just cue it up, and if I'd planned this better, it'd be there straight away. Um, so this is the this is the first song in it. So as you can sort of tell, it's like straight away like a new New Orleans sort of jazz folk trumpet type vibe. Um, it was uh, it won fourteen nominations. At, it was nominated fourteen awards at the seventy third Tony Awards and won eight of them, including best musical and best origin score. Um, and it's originally starred um, some. It's originally starred Reeve Carney, who plays Spider Man in the Spider Man Turn Off the Dark musical. And my favorite song which I'm going to sort of play quickly is this, which I'm going to play quickly. It's called, it's called Wait For Me, The Reprise. And basically this is a song which is sung by Orpheus to, I cannot pronounce her name, but basically it's him um, and her singing together about her following, following him out of the underworld. One sec. So that's literally my favourite song of the entire production. I've literally been listening to that on repeat um, for like the last two weeks. Um, it's a difficult musical to get into, and I'll be honest with you. I listened to the I listened to it first time round the soundtrack, and I just didn't get it. I had to actually read the story 
and find out what it's actually about and I then understood it a bit more and that made me appreciate the soundtrack but it was really difficult uh, it's 40 songs it's two hours long so it's not exactly a quick musical to listen through is it sung all the way through this it is sung all the way through I think there's some there's some dialogue um but it's not featured much um, annoyingly it's got a lot of songs which are just like instrumentals before they actually get to actual singing which I was a massive fan of but it's, it's it's doing like staggeringly well um it's all over instagram which is why i wanted to which is why i wanted to sort of pitch it to you guys so on that basis danny what are you thinking um it sounds like my type of thing is it i like the music as soon as you said trumpets i was like horns i knew it that's the thing i was thinking what's what's the instrument danny really likes i yeah. was gonna sell it to you like, like as soon as as soon as you said like horns i, was, I, I love it and then Although we only got a very, very small teaser there of when the uh, they started singing at the end of those yeah. uh, trumpets being played, that just sounded like my thing. I think when you said New Orleans um, jazz, jazz yeah. while that's my thing, I really want to go to New Orleans, uh, actually. Um, I still wasn't quite sure what you meant. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah this is yeah. this is it. Um, the story as well, Greek mythology. I think Claire mentioned um, before that she would like to see some Greek mythology in a musical. So uh, that ticks that box. Claire, you sold? I am, actually. Yes. Um, I, I really like the sound of those songs. Um, yes. I would love to go and see that, actually. It's annoying yeah. because it actually it actually it was actually in London last year and I didn't realise this at all. It was in oh, March. Really? I think it was in London before it went back to Broadway. So it was in London and somewhere else before that, maybe Canada, somewhere in Canada. Oh. And now it's in Broadway. I think it started in Broadway last year. So uh, Was it in West End here? No, it was in oh, maybe the National Theatre, something. Oh, yeah. It was like, a, not, not not the West End. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad you guys appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so I think we're a little bit over time. Um, anything else, guys, you want to add? Um, no, that's been enjoyable. And I've enjoyed the company, and I think that's worked quite well with Claire. Claire, are you happy? Yep, I'm all good, thank you. Good to hear. So this has been a bit of a weird episode um, because obviously it's difficult to sort of get Claire's reactions from her sitting at home. But I um, hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, please follow us on Instagram and West End Geeks Pod. Um, if there are any shows or soundtracks or TV shows that you'd like us to review, please send them to westendgeekspod at gmail.com. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to go to theatres for a while due to what's going on Um out there so we're going to try our best to review some musical soundtracks or musical films or anything along those lines so if you've got any suggestions please email them into us um also if you listen to apple music please leave a review and also if you're on spotify please give us a cheeky follow or subscribe is that what they do on spotify yeah cool um oh yeah and tell a friend to tell a friend so yeah thank you guys for listening cheers bye thanks everyone bye You have been listening to West End Geeks.